When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. All right, so more seriously, obviously we are being very sarcastic. Do you remember where you were when you read the tweet that Nick Saban was retiring? Because this felt like one of those moments. Do you think this is the most shocking headline that we have seen in the last five years? Like I'm trying to rank like retirements Mm -hmm. and like announcements. I feel like this has got to be one of the bigger ones. Like Tom Brady unretiring, that was Mm -hmm. pretty shocking. Didn't think that one was going to happen. Nick Saban, I feel like we saw little cracks under the armor that it seemed like he was, I'm not going to say losing his edge, but he's definitely been a lot softer over the last couple of years. So we kind of saw it a little bit, but still, he's not that old. Uh, Where do you think this ranks? It's certainly up there because you're not talking about just an icon in college sports. You're talking about an icon, period. There are very few sports figures that transcend their respective sports and become known because of their force of personality or because of how much they win. And certainly, Nick Saban fits that bill. If you ask me where I was, I know exactly where I was. I was settling into the couch with the lovely Catherine, and we were going to spend about an hour watching Dateline or something. And I said, oh, I got to go. I got to go work on the show. It was a big deal. Then I got a text from my sister-in-law, and she only texted me randomly. She was like, oh, my God, Saban retired? So it's one of those things that absolutely affects even residual or sports fans who are just right on the edge of following college sports. You don't have to be a hardcore college football fan to know the impact of Nick Saban. So as far as where it ranks in the last, what, decade, I would certainly say it's maybe top five. I don't think that's an exaggeration. I don't think so either. Either Like as far as some of the biggest names in sports, like Nick Saban's up there. Like I know people are talking about like he's one of the greatest college football coaches ever. But even in the realm of sports in general, he's one of the best to ever do it in any sport. So I think you're right. He kind of transcends just about everything in college football. And let me tell you something. I lived in the state of Alabama. Nick Saban Mm -hmm. was far more than just a football coach to that state. Because think of the state of Alabama. They don't have pro sports. They don't have a lot going on. They don't have major cities. But they do have college football. And Nick Saban meant so much to that community because it was a point of pride for the entire state. So I'm sure the state of Alabama is in shock right now. This has Mm -hmm. to be probably, 
you know, the most momentous news since something regarding Bear Bryant, because it's crazy. Alabama has had mm-hmm. two, you know, incredible head coaches. So when I say, oh, nobody's going to fill the, show, the shoes of Nick Saban, it's impossible. Like, it's been almost done before, which is mm. wild at Alabama. So we'll see who the next head coach at Alabama is. Certainly massive shoes to fill. I don't know about that. I mean, when you think about Alabama, it's Bear Bryant and Nick Saban. People have short memories. They forget that before Nick Saban, Alabama went through a rough spot. And memories work like that. And yes, when you talk about blue bloods in college football, when you talk about college football history, Bama is right there with anyone. However, the idea that you can just go into Alabama and have immediate success is not true. There was a long gulf there. And then they brought Nick Saban in from LSU. And then he started winning. But there's no guarantee that just because you go to a blue blood, you're going to win. Certainly, you have the tools to win. But look how long Michigan was sort of wandering in the desert, losing to Ohio State, and now they're finally back. Look at Texas for 15 years, just sitting there waiting for someone to come in and get it right. So, yes, all of the all of the things that you need to be successful are there in Alabama, but certainly the next coach that comes in has no guarantee of success, particularly when you're talking about Nick Saban. And let's not forget, by the way, that at the beginning of the year, Nick Saban was getting criticized a little bit. That's how hard that job is. How quickly we've forgotten that after that loss to Texas, what do we hear? Maybe Saban's lost it. Maybe it's his time. Oh, yeah, he made the college football playoff. That's the pressure associated with that job. But no question, he's walking away as the GOAT. Right. That's. I feel like that's not what I was really saying. I'm just saying it's crazy to me that they have had two legendary coaches, even in the history of their school, because most coaches don't even have one. So it felt to me when Nick Saban got there, Bear Bryant was the guy, you know, the houndstooth. He was the legendary, mm-hmm. legendary force that I feel like nobody thought would ever be supplanted, you know, in Alabama history. And then you're right. Nick Saban got there, turned the program around because when I was growing up, it was Tennessee that ruled the roost in the SEC. And Alabama, we were always kicking down on them, saying, oh, poor Alabama fans, maybe next year, guys. Uh, and then how mm-hmm. the tables have turned. So we'll see what happens at Alabama. And I'm wondering how it affects the recruiting. Because when you have such a face that is the head of your program and he retires, do you think they're losing recruits because of this? Well, they certainly will. Last night they had Ryan Williams, who was an absolute burner of a five-star player. Arguably, I mean definitely by all accounts, a top five high school receiving recruit in the country. And immediately he decommitted. And now he's going to look at Texas A&M. I know Texas really wants him. They wanted him before he committed to the Tide. So you're going to see now, I believe there is a 30-day window a portal that will open whenever a coach walks away. That's one of the newer rules. You have a right as a college football athlete to look around because the guy that recruited you is no longer there. So that's why Alabama, if you're a Bama fan, you would hope there is a plan in place to make sure that you have a seamless as possible transition to make sure you keep those recruits in place. Otherwise, they're going to look around and other coaches from other schools will try and poach that roster. And why not? Arguably the best roster in the country is certainly top five. It's wild to me how I think a few years ago, the man that looked to be in line for the job was Dabo Sweeney. 
And last mm-hmm. night, students at Alabama were chanting, anyone but Dabo. So I didn't know that people hated him so much at Alabama, but clearly they don't like him enough to do a chant there. But he's actually yeah. one of the favorites. You know, if you look at the offshore betting odds to, you know, be the next head coach at Alabama, and certainly he has the resume and somebody who went to the University of Alabama, it feels like a logical candidate. But I don't know why Dabo Swinney would leave the ACC. It feels like a much, I'm not going to say easier job because no job's easy in college football these days. But still, do you really want to go to the gauntlet of the SEC? I feel like it is a good job at Alabama, but it's not going to be an easy one. I don't think Dabo would leave because Alabama won't take him. Honestly, Dabo has not adjusted to the current landscape of college football. He doesn't believe in the portal. He hates NIL, unless it's the name, image, and likeness of Jesus. That meme has gone around for a long time. So, honestly, I think Dabo would have to adjust on the fly. The people at Alabama know what it takes. They understand what it takes to win in today's college football landscape. Dabo has refused thus far to adjust. Let's continue talking about Nick Saban again. He has retired from college football here on the Daily Tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. Saban is 72, went 17 seasons at Alabama, won more than 80% of his games, won six national titles, seven overall. Remember, he won a natty at LSU in 2003. We're talking about a five-time SEC Coach of the Year, two-time Walter Camp Coach of the Year, won 11 SEC titles, 11 overall, nine at Bama. And then to me, what is most remarkable is he went seven and six in his first season with the Tide. And then after that, won no fewer than 10 games for the next 16 years. Let's look back at some of his greatest moments ranting and raving against us, the media. You do what everybody else in the media does, just create some and throw it on the wall and see what sticks, which is what I see happening everywhere. Why why don't you start calling around and see if you can get somebody else to play us, and we'll play them. We'll play anybody you can get to play us. You know, all that stuff you write about how good we are and all that stuff they hear on ESPN, it's like poison. You know what I mean? It's like taking poison, like rat poison. So we're going to play everybody who can expedite winning the game. That's what what we're going to do. So I don't think anybody should expect us to do anything else. Do you guys take math? Do you have math class? Not anymore. Did you learn how to add when you did have math class? Like 22 and 3 make 25? I mean, if I could tell you why you asked that question, hell, I wouldn't be up here. Right? I mean, so how do I know why we didn't practice good on Wednesday? Now you all scared to ask another question? Just some of the greats from Nick Saban over the years. And and to the broader point that he is an icon, if you're going to be an icon in any sport, Chelsea, part of you has to be likable. There has to be a reason for people to latch on to what you're doing. Tom Brady certainly has a likability factor. Jordan was the same way, even though he was an assassin. And Saban very much embodies this idea of what you would think a head coach is. I don't know anyone that dislikes Nick Saban. You might say, I hate Alabama. I went to Auburn. I hate the Tide. Fair enough. But most college football fans love Nick Saban. He is a beloved figure, which is why he's being celebrated today. I think he's beloved because he's a winner. 
I wouldn't say it's because of his personality because I covered Nick Saban at my first job when I was in Alabama. And those quotes are more reminiscent of how Nick Saban was for most of his career. He was very feisty. If you asked a bad question, he would let you know it. That's why I said he softened up over the past couple of years where he wasn't really like this. Like he feels like more likable over the last two years, but I don't know if I'd say likable. Like, listen, I I think as somebody who lived in Alabama and covered his press conferences and was standing in the press room with the other reporters, right? they respected him, but he wasn't like a warm and fuzzy creature. Like people respect him because he's a winner. Like, I think it's the same deal with like Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan. These are not guys that are warm and friendly, but people respect them because of the due diligence, the discipline and the respect of their craft. Well, of course, those things go hand in hand. You can't be lovable unless you're winning. Because if you're not winning, then people are going to eventually force you out. And also, feelings like that are not stagnant. Opinions can change over time. They can evolve over time. You said at the top of the show that Nick Saban has softened over time. And so I think that's part of it as well. Where maybe early in someone's career, they were a little more rigid and a little more harsh. But over the scope of their career... Over time, they soften a little bit and you come around to who they are because you understand them better. But yes, at the end of the day, it is all about winning. You're not going to have an elongated career. You're not going to have sustained success unless you are winning. So those two things definitely go hand in hand. If you're losing, you're out. And every now and then you'll have a a coach who, okay, I like him, but he's not winning. And then they're forgotten about. But Nick Saban certainly is someone who will go down as arguably, and most people would say now, especially in today's college game, the greatest college football coach of all time. It is so hard to win in today's day and age, and no one did it better than the great Nick Saban. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.